Welcome back to Our Soul, a podcast by Faith Choice Ohio, Ohio's faith voice for choice. Chicken wing, chicken wing, hot dog and bologna, chicken and macaroni. We're back here on the second part of our double episode. You should have listened to the first episode in this double, but if you didn't, it's okay. They can go in any order, like peanut butter and jelly. We can have jelly and peanut butter, like chicken and macaroni. You can have macaroni and chicken. I have no idea why those two things go together, but here we are. Um, This is our second episode of two. Our first episode for the year look back was a look back on the year 2023. This episode is a look forward to the year 2024 and what's coming next after we got through the year of elections and ballot initiatives and BS at the state house. Um, we are Only to we go are, into a year of elections. <laughs> I know, I know. 2023 was the off election year, friends. Those of us who are not really big fans of elections, like, I, I hate to say this, but there are more things to do with our lives than worry about elections. Elections are important, but like, they're not the be all end all, which is another phrase we love around this place. Um, we are, however, going into the year 20 and 24, which is a big election year. It's a presidential election year. We're electing a senator in the state of Ohio. It feels like, oh my gosh, it's deja vu all over again. Here we go. We're going to try, hopefully, in this episode to give you a little bit of hope for things that you can experience in this coming year that aren't simply election anxiety, but also might just be able to fill your soul up a little bit around reproductive health rights and justice and the bright new future that we have after the passage of issue one in 2023 here in Ohio. I'm going to start us with, I'm going to start us with, um, I I don't want to say a downer, but I more of a realistic, um, pragmatic, uh, um, statement. And I'm interested Kelly to hear uh, your thoughts on this. So in repro we've experienced in the last 17 months since the fall of Roe, it's only been 17 months since the Dobbs decision, right? Does that does not feel like that? Right. It, it feels like we, it's been a decade or more, but it's only been 17 months. 17 months since Dobbs fell. And there's been this huge surge of people who are just mad as hell that the Supreme Court would do that to our nation, that we would be forced into this real structural reshaping of our social contract around abortion. Those of us who've worked in this uh, in this field for a while, we're not terribly surprised. And frankly, um, we can talk all day about how Roe was not enough for a number of people and how it's kind of frustrating to see people just now um, kind of getting the memo to get upset um, that our rights have been chipped away. However, that's for another day and another discussion because at the end of the day, Roe really was important even though it wasn't the be-all, end-all, it was really important. And we've seen people respond to that. I think there is a general fear, though, among many repro folks that once we have achieved issue one in Ohio and once we have achieved a level of restoring the status quo or going back to what people perceive as normalcy, there's a fear that people are just going to kind of fall away and not be as invested or as involved or as invigorated. And I just want to, I just want to openly, you know, hear your reflections on like, 
2024 is coming. Do you believe the naysayers and the anxious folk? Do you believe that people are just going to like, hey, we won, great, and then just disappear back into the ether of not caring? Or do you think something else is going to happen? I'm interested to hear your, your thoughts on, on that. Well, I can say what I think, and then I can say what I hope. <laughs> um, I think, I mean, um, it definitely is a, a fear that I've considered, uh, especially as somebody who works in fundraising for um, a nonprofit that is uh, all about repro. Uh, you know, that is something that we think about in our planning and think about, like, how how people are reacting to things. Um it's it's difficult, you know, coming from this fundraising perspective for a second. Um, it can be sometimes difficult to um, figure out how to keep people uh, consistent in helping us with our funding because uh, people are often encouraged and um, wanting to give and be involved um, with the repro movement when something bad has happened. We have seen, you know, spikes when um something bad has happened and we don't want to live in a you know a state of constant crisis and we don't want to you know find a fundraise after off of crises crises um but sometimes that happens and so as as a fundraiser i've considered <laughs> you know um or i've i've at least thought about you know what what does that mean now now that well I, I'm not a fundraiser at a state level. I work for a national organization, but I've thought about like when these states are getting wins, which is great, and I don't want that to stop. Um, how do we keep people involved and um, not, it, you know, we talked in the last episode about not being in this constant state of emergency, and I'm not trying to encourage that at all. But, you know, in the same way that, uh, you know, you have jumper cables in the back of your car, but you don't think that your car battery is going to die. It's still good to have the jumper cables, right? Like it's good to have knowledge. It's good to be informed so that if something does happen, you have a way to connect and like help and to make sure that your rights aren't being taken away, especially here in Ohio, where as we talked in the last episode, a lot of wins have been followed by um, an attack or some type of um, setback. So um, that's that's kind of what I think from, from a fundraising perspective. Uh, but uh, what I'm hoping, uh, as I talked about in the last episode, I've seen a lot of people become more involved this year. A lot of people like asking me about how to get connected in Repro, how to get involved with Issue 1, wanting to know more, wanting to be educated, wanting to know about uh, self-managed abortion, mm -hmm. um, wanting to be... Uh, an educated person for their friends and community. And so I'm hoping <laughs> that just because, um, again, we're recording on December 6th, um, just like we did the last episode, uh, it, just because, you know, we issue one is official tomorrow, I, I hope that that doesn't mean that those people who were so encouraged, who made me <laughs> very excited about um, the future of Ohio not being the bad place, um, uh, I I hope that they don't go away. I hope that they keep that energy. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what do you think, Terry? What is what are your thoughts? Do you think people are gonna stay involved, or do you think um, it's gonna be an uphill climb here? 
So I, I hear a lot of this discussion among our friends in the wider repro movement and not just in Ohio, mind you, like I, I hear this from all of our friends. I mean, Kelly, you, you work in an organization that works across the, the U S um, we have partners and friends in the SMA work that we do, as well as the, the religious repro work that we do all over the U S everybody's anxious about, Oh gosh, how do we keep people engaged? How we, how do we keep people motivated? Um, as a pastor, as a local church pastor, that is the cyclic question that faith communities face all the time, right? Getting people engaged and invested for a six-week program means that you have created some interest among a few people. Keeping people devoted and motivated and moving for a lifetime, that's what discipleship means in the Christian tradition it's what um, creating a life of faith means for many faith communities. I, I think about our friends in the Jewish and Muslim communities, in the Druid communities, in you know these these places where life cycles are celebrated and people's capacity and and the dynamic nature of people's capacity is celebrated and acknowledged. Not everybody has the capacity to be 100% all the time engaged in every single issue. But what faith communities have learned and what we put into practice all the time is the ability to create space for people to use what energy they do have for good. And that's what I believe this movement is doing now. That the people who have come to this movement in the last six years six months or six days all find space where their movement meets them in a place that can use their gifts and talents and skills it's an asset-based idea of community development and organizing that doesn't say oh look at all the things we need and we need people to do all this work and that work and we need this and we need that but instead it looks and says look at all the people who have come and the gifts that they have let's celebrate them and help them share those gifts. I am a firm believer that no matter who shows up, we're going to have really gifted people doing ex excellent work in this state and beyond this state in 2024. And I don't believe people are going to be less encouraged after they have just won a huge victory in November. I believe more than anything, people are just now getting the idea that, ah, when we rise up and we stand together and we do this work together, not with one organization claiming credit or putting down other groups of people or everybody going their own way, but when everybody gets together and says, you know what, we might not agree on everything, we might not agree on most things, but we can agree on this thing, we get that thing accomplished. I think that's going to be 2024 and all the years after that we as a movement, we're going to move mountains together that's what i believe i don't i don't believe we're going to see any kind of like you know cooling off or simmering down of that movement um because right now where we stand tomorrow we're recording this on the 6th of december tomorrow the 7th of december our amendment goes into effect that is the beginning of ohio's story of being able to welcome in 
new people to this conversation. Being able to tear down the current barriers to abortion care for our own people, to be able to welcome in folks from other states who don't have the opportunities to amend their state constitution like we do, our friends in Indiana, our friends in other places that are, are right on our border, and now we'll be able to step just feet over and, and overpass a, you know, a lake or a river and suddenly come into a new land where their voice matters. It is absolutely astronomical to me that we live in a nation where now walking a few feet from the state of Indiana into the state of Ohio suddenly means that you have the ability to have abortion care. It, it, it just blows my mind. It blows my mind that we're living in that kind of space I believe that's the kind of energy we're going to bring into 2024. People are still mad about Dobbs. I'm mad about Dobbs. I'm mad that we don't have courageous politicians at every level in this government and in this nation who can say, guess what? The thing that 70% of Americans agree on, we ought to make federal law, right? I, I am just, my mind is blown until we get to that place to where everybody who wants abortion care can get abortion care. We're going to be engaged in this fight and moving forward strong and heavy and hot to trot because mm -hmm. that's the life we lead. That's how we roll. And and I think a lot about like how um, uh, Ohio, uh, I think a lot of people were looking to Ohio around issue one to see how things were going to go nationally um, around like protecting abortion rights. And again we've talked about this in the last episode but like the ability to say that ohio isn't the bad place in this instance and that ohio did something good <laughs> for once um is just great and i think i i think you're right and i i think you have the optimism while i'm for some reason acidic i don't know why i'm so cynical um but uh i i do see uh the the power that you're talking about and and how i mean when you when you make a lot of people mad they're gonna have energy and that it's kind of hard to put out um a very large fire <laughs> um and i think this is a fire that um you know uh in the work around issue one um has we have been stoking it and now that it is stoked and running i think there is uh, a lot of things that is pointing to us being able to move, have that momentum and continue it. Um, just hoping that people stay because like, you know, um, it can be exhausting to keep up energy. And like you said, it, not everybody should be going at all or going all the time. Um, and I'm hoping that people have not just gone really hard for the election. And then once the election is over, being really burnt out. Which, I mean, is possible, and maybe after a little a little break, we can come back to um, being able to, uh, I don't know, just have more movement and organizing. When you were talking about uh, discipleship, uh, it made me think of specifically, like, organizing and, and how uh, a good organizer, I feel like, doesn't just organize around... Um, like one election and one result, but rather is organizing to build a community that can ebb and flow as it needs to and um, still remain sustainable. Um, so 
I'm excited and hopeful that <laughs> that will happen um, and that we'll keep up that momentum in the future. And when you're talking about uh, state lines and like losing rights just by crossing the border, I have never like I feel like in the last few years I've become so like anti state lines existing. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it, like there are these pre like a man made excuse me design of um what is one state and what is another state and then you know you got like a few people just deciding what everybody in this area that somebody else decided is Ohio um you got some people in fancy chairs getting to make decisions for all of us it doesn't make sense to me but I digress. <laughs> I we're not gonna change uh, states existing, <laughs> um, at least not in 2024, which feels like a, a 20 saying 2024. And you know, I'm a planner person, so getting my 2024 planners, preparing for um, what 2024 will bring. 2024 sounds like a not real year. <laughs> and i am not ready and i'm gonna be writing 2023 for like at least half of next we were, year we, we were talking about this um before this episode i personally still occasionally look at the the number 2003 and think that's not a real year because like i can remember when i graduated high school thinking that that was like the last year that existed um we we are in fact 20 years beyond that <laughs> it's, been, it's been a long it's been while a, it's been a minute long it's while, fine right? but yeah i minute. am i am looking forward to albeit with some amount of um you know i talked before about having anxiety around something bad happening and like uh trying to get out of this emergency mode so i'm just going to claim out loud that um, going into next year, I'm hopeful for the momentum continuing and, uh, you know, being able to, especially since next year is an election year, which I totally forgot about <laughs> until <laughs> like the last few weeks. I'm like, oh no, there's a presidential election next year. Um, and so I'm hoping that, you know, that fire that we've stoked and tended to in the last year, um, can continue to burn into um, the 2024 presidential election. And I'm sure the 2024 presidential election is going to uh, light more fires. Oh, my glory. I, I just, I don't even want to, <laughs> I don't even want to think about it right now because I, I had a, I had a dear friend of mine um, who is um, a churchy friend. It's a, another pastor who lives in another state. Um, she's on a call with me and she's like, oh, she's like, aren't, aren't you excited? You know, you can finally, um, get back into the swing of things. You know, you're going to have an election in Ohio in, uh, the next year. And I was like, what are you talking about? Get back into the swing of things. And she had to take a moment because she had forgotten like, oh yeah, you actually didn't have an off election year. You all were working really hard on repro. I... I am taking some intentional time in the very beginning of the year to cleanse my emotional and spiritual palate. I am taking some uh, long delayed vacation time to get some perspective, relax a little bit, get myself unclenched because the later half of 2024 is going to be full of clenching. Of course, we have a, a federal conversation about abortion access 
there's going to be a lot of dialogue around, okay, of the people who are running for their respective parties' nominations. Um, to my knowledge, nobody's got a perfect position on abortion access. I will, I will say it that way because, you know, your definition of perfect is different. All of us have to accept some element of, okay, who's who's the harm reduction candidate? Or like, you know, who, who are we voting for based upon a long list of ideas? I, I tease people a lot that, you know, I live in Appalachia, so we've been doing harm reduction candidacy for a long while. Like, the reality is we haven't had anybody who really represents our working class values and our kind of Appalachian independence because the main political parties are in so vastly different arrangements, right? Um, we have one party that says they like small government, but they want government small enough to fit into gay people's bedrooms and uh, birthing people's vaginas. And then we've got the other party that is really clear that they're the party for working class people until working class people want like a raise or any kind of actual socialism. And then, oh no, we can't have that. So we... We all have to figure out what our real goals are and who aligns best with our goals. And that's a conversation that's going to take a lot of energy out of a lot of people. My big hope as we go into this year is that everybody can drink plenty of water, go to therapy, take your meds, and try to keep it under control, right? Like, try not to completely lose your mind in this coming year because it could happen um we, we've been under a lot of stress in this community um in the in the repro movement um we've got to attend to our self-care in ways that are more than just okay i'm gonna you know throw in an extra twinkie and then you know hope that that makes up for lack of sleep lack of uh self-care lack of drinking water regularly and you know that's that's our that's our deep desire, right? Um, and to recognize that this is one year, this is one election, there will be a 2025 and then a 2026 and then on and on and on it goes. Um, we, we do not have to fear the tiger <laughs> in our mind. We can indeed just allow the, the day to bring what the day is going to bring. And we get to live in the joy of what is unfolding around abortion access in Ohio and issue one because guess what we won and that win is going to be not only November 2023 it's going to carry into 2024 and it's going to be here for a while so yeah yeah and mm. uh when you were you were talking about like how do we sustain ourselves in you know just having one don't want to be in emergency mode also other things are coming um, and I know something that I've been working on is, um, you, so I, I have ADHD. I don't know if that was a parrot in these episodes. It probably was to anybody who now is hearing me confess this. Um, but, uh, something that, uh, I have found in times of stress, uh, is that I really need to, uh, watch out for my symptoms so for example in 2020 that was when i um officially started being medicated for my adhd and depression um and now uh going into 2024 um i'm finally getting to the point where i'm like i'm getting at a to a place in my career where i really do need to get my symptoms under control 
so not only am I going to therapy, but like having conversations with my therapist about like, how do I uh, set myself up to have a structure that is going to sustain me even when things are really crazy and even when it's not as easy for me to actually use my planner because like you know they have 10 million planners for ADHD people <laughs> but can we keep them <laughs> uh, not me um but one of those things is like setting up in advanced uh structured breaks knowing that you know I know as a development professional that um, the campaigns that we do um, for fundraising, I know that after those campaigns are over, uh, I'm going to probably feel really overwhelmed because I've just done this thing. So I am working on when creating my 2024 work plans and thinking about what I'm going to do this year or next year. Um, I've been working on trying to think about how do I set up time off, time to actually rest to not have nightmares about boolean logic <laughs> um which i do <laughs> mm-hmm. i think a lot about and if and or and or or did i not. close the circuit did i close did the i close the circuit mm-hmm. <laughs> did i mm-hmm. did i put more than or less than in this thing anyway um so trying to work to create um breaks that are meaningful that are going to actually get me out of feeling overwhelmed and uh, that are not focusing just on not working. Because ultimately, if I just don't work, if I take like a couple days off and I'm just sitting at home, that's not going to necessarily make me feel better or make me feel less overwhelmed when I get back to work. But what will do that and what I'm trying to do in this place of um, relative quiet um, in this dark part of the year, you know, we're coming up to the winter solstice um is trying to make plans for um what does it look like for me to take a break and what does it look like when I come back so I'm not putting myself in a in a bad situation so like I really appreciate you mentioning um the vacation that you're going on and using that time to care for yourself and I think just um wanting to encourage other people to you know, as we're preparing for next year, we know it's going to be an election year. We know that, like, there's probably going to be some shenanigans that are going to happen. Um, how are we going to care for ourselves? What are we need to make plans? You know, my one of my goals for 2024 is to be uh, is to hike 100 miles. And so um, to do that, I'm going to have to plan time to be out in nature and to take care of myself in that way. So, uh, you know, I know end of year is often a time of planning, but as you're doing that planning, as you're thinking about the year ahead, um, make sure that you're scheduling time for yourself because it's really important. Um, and like I mentioned, I think before, yeah, as I mentioned in the uh, last episode and maybe the beginning of this episode, yeah, I'm my brain, we've been doing two episodes, so listen to both of them, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, as I mentioned earlier, though, um, you know, we can get into these um, sprints of doing lots of work and being heavily involved and then burning out. And that is not a sustainable way of um, doing things. And um, if we're thinking about, you know, reproductive justice and having safe and sustainable communities, that also means like having sustainability in the way that we care for ourselves and not having it be like, I'm going to have one lump vacation and then do nothing else not 
not to say that uh, that's what you're doing, Terry, because I know you have multiple ways of carrying yourself through the year that you don't need to talk about here. Um, but having or making time to care for yourself throughout the year, even when it's not just the end of chaos, <laughs> um, planning ahead making space. I know uh, I even have on my calendar a space to like do a monthly reflection. Um, and I do actually monthly vision boards for the year or for the month ahead and um, making space to reflect on what has happened, really think about how far we've come and um, to care for ourselves in that moment. We do big things and it, oftentimes it goes unnoticed by us. Um, and so recognizing the big things that we're doing and then caring for ourselves um, so we can continue to do them. But uh, that is actually the end of our uh, end, end of 2023 and beginning of 2024 duo. Um, I hope you enjoyed these two episodes and we will be back in 2024. Thank you for listening to this episode of Our Soul. If you'd like to hear more of our conversations on religion, abortion access, and all things Repro, you can find all our episodes on Podbean, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. For more content, training, and other information, check us out at faithchoiceohio.org.